What's up, YouTube Nights? Welcome to Lords of Lombok's Fantasy Cup Price Top 10 for the week ending November 5th, 2003. I hope you guys are enjoying your daylight savings time. So, for Ms. Laura, who's it's she's the only one that doesn't have daylight savings time. The rest of us, yeah, are messes, dark I'm the only one. Arizona just is like, nope, we're not going to play that game. Oh, so weird. Man. We should get rid but, of it everywhere. This shit's stupid. Come on, man. I know, right? All right. While you guys are congating, uh, you know what? I I'm in the mood for some Ed Sheeran. I don't know why crazy what gingers man i'm in love with the shape of you i'm in love with the shape of you i'm in love with your body i'm in love with the shape of you i'm in love with the shape of you i'm in love with your body i'm in love with the shape of you Yeah, just like a minute home. long, you know what I'm saying? Laura, say what's good to people. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. I feel like I haven't been on the show for a while. It's been like you a abandoned us. You abandoned us. That's what you did. But I'm here, and I'm glad to see you guys with all the facial hair. It's like, wow, I'm getting some competition here with these good looks <laughs> on these other screens. Look at these guys. Speaking of good looking, JB, say what's good to people. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> Man, Tuesday. It's a little bit different to be back on Tuesdays. You know, I've been doing the math club. It ain't fun, but hey, I'm back for Tuesday. We got a great list tonight, and it's not over. I remember Tuesdays are not the overnight. Thursday's the overnight. Tuesday is not the overnight. Stick around and uh, enjoy the show. Yeah, this show is brought to our friends over at CoverPrice.com for your price guide selections and trends. Head over to CoverPrice.com. Uh, also, our friends over at Bird City Comics, use discount code LLT to get 15% off anything to Bird City Comics exclusives. Uh, what do you guys have dropping this Friday? Can you tease it yet? Ooh. Ooh. I can't tease it till Thursday, but we do have a new drop coming out this, this Friday. So just tune in for the Shaker Show, and I'll be able to give you guys a sneak peek of that. And we'll have a picture of it, too? Yes, both. All right, there you go. Let's get right to it, boys and girls. This is the Cover Price Top 10, where we look at the uh, biggest selling books, uh, both in quantity and percentage-wise, uh, on the aftermarket. As always, there's a runner-up to the Top 10. What do we have for this week's runner-up? This should be no surprise. No, 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 no surprise at all. At our runner-up position, we've got Daredevil issue number nine, originally published in 1999. Now, Marvel has recently unveiled the first trailer, for Echo, generating significant uh, excitement among the fans. Echo is set to achieve several notable milestones for Marvel. It will be the first Disney Plus series to carry a TVMA rating, signaling a departure from the typical Marvel content. Additionally, it will be the inaugural Marvel production to feature the new Marvel Spotlight Banner. Yes. The series is designed to stand independently from the broader MCU continuity, adopting a format akin to a one-shot comic book. 
This new approach is a clear message to both dedicated fans and newcomers that prior MCU shows or movie viewings are optional to understand and enjoy the show entirely. Now, given the positive indicators surrounding the premiere of Echo, it's no surprise that Maya Lopez's first appearance is resurging to our top listings. We've tracked 25 copies sold, reflecting a seven-day trend of 131%. A CGC 9.8 copy achieved an impressive high sale of $260, with the current fair market value for a raw near-mint copy standing at around 80 bucks. Daredevil number nine from 1999, CGC 9.8 for $260. Gorgeous David Mack cover. <clears throat> I think I still have this book or I may have sold it, but I, I remember the first time this was hyped. So I would probably correct the writers of cover price on this one as opposed to one shot. It follows the Marvel Spotlight um, format, which is typically it's sometimes there's just, it's a sometimes there's just one, two, right? Yeah, but normally they run like, you know, two or three issues, you know, four yeah, issues. It's... If you think about, uh, let me see, you know, Ghost Rider, you know, he's appeared the first two or three issues. Well, so, and just like um, Echo, I believe it's, it's only going to be something like uh, four or five episodes long. So, I mean, if they could just tr keep turning these, I feel like they're listening to us because I was like, man, they should really do a Marvel premiere a Marvel spotlight type show, you know, focusing on lesser known characters in the MCU. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and if, yeah. if you've been living on a rock, um, there's a, if, you know, people have noticed there's a daredevil uh, shot that's in the echo series. You know what, TiVo Mikey's up there whispering in people's ears right now. That's what's happening. Yes. He yeah. Is. yeah. So daredevil number nine coming in at the, this week's runner up. Let's get oh, to a quick fun fact. Her face right there. David Mack purposely kind of modeled her face after Kabuki. If you, Oh yeah. Oh. David Mack from Kabuki oh. thing. Good, good, good fact there. All right. Let's get to the top 10 boys and girls. We have for number 10. All right. Ooh. Kicking off the list. Number 10, we have ghost Rider Number 17 Bjorn Berens. Nailed this it. Came out in 2023. Nailed Did I say it right? <laughs> yeah. Good job. Yeah. Nailed it. The Weapons of Vengeance crossover was not what the community expected, but it's delivered so far. This book was quite hard to acquire as the average fan had no idea what Marvel had in store. That is until they reached the final page and saw the preview for Wolverine number 36 and the debut of Helverine. It's been a race for some collectors since to secure a copy, driving up the aftermarket price for this book exponentially. It's seen nearly $20 added to its near-mint fair market value since last week alone. What a cover. We tracked 13 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 192%, with a high sale of $110 for a CGC 9.8, a current raw near-mint fair market value of $62. Ghost Rider number 17, the Bjorn Burns uh, cover, um, regular cover. Um, yeah. No, it's a variant actually. My bad. I see it now. It's a variant. Um, I like this better than the Hel Helverine cover, to be honest with you. This one's dope. Um, and so yeah, you're I saying I agree with you too. Yeah, the other one's cool, but this is this hits a little harder. But you're it's saying that at the end of this one, there's a preview for the Wolverine book. Helverine. Yeah. Book? So the final page has uh, the preview for Wolverine number thirty-six. Wow, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It took people this long to realize that, or maybe they just got priced out or whatever. But uh, this is still a super dope cover, man. That Ghost Rider, what that's the that's like old school Ghost Rider with like the pop collar look. That's that's my oh, Ghost Rider. Right the pop collar, come on. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I finished Netflix, I was like, what am I going to watch now? <laughs> I told you guys I finished Netflix. <clears throat> so I was like watching, you know what? I'm going to go rewatch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, you know, it, you know, it had its good, it had its highs and its lows, but the Ghost Rider stuff was clearly some of the best stuff that on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you remember, uh, 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 Jaime Reyes, was that his name? Yeah. Uh, the character, his Ghost Rider showed up. I damn near broke the show because it cost so much to make put in the special effects for Ghost Rider. They were like, damn, we can't do this. The other dope is when Quake uh, finds her powers. That was another dope episode, too. But yeah, Ghost Rider number 17, the Bur uh, Bjorn Berens variant coming in at number 10. All right. Where are my Swifties at? saying dope in one sentence. That was so many dopes. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I thought... We haven't seen this one for a little bit, have we? Next up on the list at number nine, we've got X-Men issue number 130, the newsstand. Shout out to C. Woodard and the great legend of the comic core. This book was originally published in 1980. Now, we haven't seen this book for a few weeks as Dazzler number one has been stealing all the limelight, but it's quietly been rising in value. They all uh, This all started as a rumored... Taylor Swift would appear in Deadpool 3 as Dazzler. Affiliated books were off to the races since typically we see ebb and flow, but there's been more flow than ebb. There has been a steady stream of coincidences that drives this book, such as Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds spotted with Swift at a Chiefs game, or director of Deadpool 3, Sean Levy, claiming it'd be a great idea to bring Swift into the MCU. Despite no confirmation, one more time, despite no confirmation, this book has feasted on rumors and its FMV has improved since said rumors began. The most recent high CGC 9.4 sale went for what a CGC 9.6 did the week prior. We tracked 27 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 102% with a high sale of $410 for a CGC 9.4 copy and a raw, fine fair market value of $107. Damn. Fine. Wow. X-Men 131st Prince of Dazzler. Um, I, I, so I was going through, I have a, I still have my collection of X-Men. Like, and then I was going through it, looking at the condition of my Dazzler 130. I was like, yo, this is slabable. Definitely slabable. I'm going to wait for like a, a Comic-Con though and get Chris Claremont to sign it. Um, you know, uh, I have a lot of uh, Chris Claremont signed X-Men books. Um, he's very, because normally, normally he works with CDC. So you just give the book CDC and then they'll go and get Chris Claremont to sign it for you. You don't have to stand in line or whatever. But if you want to, you know, you can say hello to the man. Say what's good. You know what I'm saying? X-Men 130. Dope cover. Anyway, newsstand. Nope. <laughs> I don't have the news. I don't have the newsstand though, do I? Oh, shoot. Uh, coming in number nine. All right. What do you have for number eight? Okay. Number oh. eight, we have X-Men number 27. This is, of course, Peach Momoko, New Champions, Momoko. which came out in 2023. Peach Momoko is an industry darling. And when her name is attached to a project, <laughs> people tend to take notice. Like when the announcement Momoko would be heavily involved in the launch of the new Ultimate X-Men, creating and developing new heroes to fill out the team. One of those was Maystorm, a protege of Storm and a new member. Momoko pulled out all the stops, bringing her signature style to this cover featuring the character. That's gone a long way in building hype for the upcoming release of the new Ultimate Universe. 
We tracked 19 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 169%, with a high sale of $55 for a CGC 9.8, and a current raw near-mint fair market value of $16. Uh, JB, do I play it? Nah, I like Peach, man. Why are you? <laughs> this isn't a, a this isn't a this isn't a knock against her though. It's just any night, any time the name Peach Moko is invoked, invoked, we have we have, we have to play, play it, it, right? All right, okay. so we have to play it. It's in the contract. Hey guys, it's Lou here, your out of shape comic book collector, and I'm welcoming you to another episode of What to Put in Your Box. Oh man, you're not gonna believe this, dude. Your book came back a nine eight. A nine eight karate kick. Oh. <laughs> hey guys, it's Comic Lou here, and this is another episode of our top ten, where the comics we talk about, ironically, are on my eBay store. And I'm here, joined by the comic sensei from Alaska himself, Kevin. What's up, guys? We got our top 10 books. This is on our top 10 here. It's uh, Peach Momoko. Peach, Peach Momoko! Take a look. I love Peach Momoko. I love Peach Momoko. Dude, dude, it's my book. Dude, stop! It's my book! Dude, stop! Man, I'm T-Ho from Lords of the Short Box. Screw that guy, British style. Yo, DJ Curse Words, kick it. Man, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I earned it. I earned it. <laughs> our, our our audience knows what I'm talking about. There, I play it, play it, play it. Even when Lon, even before he said it, he even says British style. So you know, I know I love our viewers, man. You they knew awesome. it was coming. They, they knew, knew it, was it was coming. You know, just like remember uh, certain somebody's name used to get uh, invoked, and you would get this. But uh, you get that. We won't beat them down. We, we won't have to. Fall. We'll have to find a new one. All right, coming in number eight, X Men one twenty seven, the Pete Bomoko variant, for, uh, new champion, CC nine point eight for fifty five dollars. Oh, this book is still on there even after Halloween. I like it. Oh man! Next up, we've got at number seven, Universal Monsters Dracula issue number one, the Gabriel Rodriguez Lunar Retailer. Thank you, one per store. Now, Halloween is come and gone, but this horrific Dracula interpretation from the likes of James Tunyon is still going strong. The man is brilliant at horror, and when the community heard his name attached to this project, they were all over it. While it wasn't much harder, while it was much harder to get than the other 11 variants of this book, it's the only one appearing on this list, list two weeks in a row. While spooky season is behind us, we what? have more spooky stories from Tynion headed our way. But the community is continuing to aim for this variant. We track 30 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 121%, with a high sale of $48 for a raw copy and a current raw, near-mint, fair market value of $45. This oh. is... Still such a dope cover. Very universal monster-ish. Oh, shout out to my man, uh, Noel Lane Flores, co-creator of Dreamwalker with uh, Mikey Sutton. Rest in peace. 
Um, Noel messaged me. I want to see what the what you're up to with the uh, the, the Dreamwalker stuff. I know he's got work on a lot of other stuff, but yeah, Universal Monsters Dracula number one, the Gabriel Gabriel Rodriguez Lunar Retail. Thank you, one per store variant. Wow, that is uh, that's not that many, but you know, there's a lot of being sold, so there's a lot of people sitting on them. And I have a feeling there's a lot of some places that have more than one per store. I don't know, it's just me. Um, then again, I'm a bit of a pessimist all right what do you have for number six? Oh, how cute yeah sort of <laughs> number six yeah. beneath the trees where nobody sees number one by patrick horvath this is cover a idw printed it this year the community has spoken with a loud voice we have decided that this book is begging for an adaptation that would be a new for idw as they aren't typically known for dark and gruesome titles that would translate well to the screen Despite that, this title featuring anthropomorphic animals confronting a serial killer has captured readers and is going gangbusters on the aftermarket. Immediately after release, cheap copies online sold out. Usually we see hype down, die down a bit, and it has to a degree due to availability. But it is sustaining success, success and how could it not with support from the likes of Patton Oswald, who went so far as to proclaim, quote, Finally, murder and forensics are adorable, end quote. We tracked 23 copies sold at a seven-day trend of 160%, with a high sale of $34 for a raw copy and a dope raw near mint fair market value of 18 bucks. She said it. Drop a dope in a read? Oh, she made her say dope. dope. You know, JB, I think you jinxed everybody by saying this is not an over list because there's like a bunch of 0 for 6s, 1 for 6s. I'm like, damn, what'd you do, JB? Jesus. Damn, I guess so, man. Yeah, Beneath the Trees Where Nobody Sees, number one. Um, So why not develop? I mean, right now, horror is all the rage, man. You know, I I guess it just started way back. I guess you could say it started with Stranger Things, right? Kind of horror, supernatural thing. You know, really got the kids. Really got the kids on Metallica and Kate Bush. Speaking of Kate Bush, um, I just saw the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it, go peep it out. Kate Bush got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Ooh. Um, uh, DJ Cool Herc. Uh, who are some other folks? Oh, who's the lady that got it? Uh, the rapper, the first, um, um, the first woman rapper. Oh God, uh, she was inducted in the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, Queen Latifah inducted her. Uh, God. Come on, Chad. Who was the first lose my hip hop car for not rapper inducted into the hall? Oh of yeah, there's Missy, Missy Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Miss, oh, Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. Yeah, man, it was a uh, hype. It, it was hype. I always love the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It always got some great performances. So, I right, would have for number five. Oh shit, that's Ooh. me. Uh, at number five, the Amazing Spider-Man issue number thirty-six, the Arthur Adams one in twenty-five. Now, some of the buxom ladies spread across the comic industry have developed a diehard fan base. Whenever the likes of Catwoman, Harley Quinn, and to a lesser degree, Black Cat appear as the main focus on a variant cover, the fans are eager to pick it up. This 1 in 25 from Arthur Adams is no different seen two hot weeks in a row. It also features the first appearance of a <laughs> repossessor. Editor's note. In the Marvel Comics solicitation on X, they call him the Repulsive Repo, a demonic repo man unearthed by Goblin Queen to reclaim her children. Now, the dude also has beef with Spidey, and the community loves it. 
We track 27 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 150%, with a high sale of 56 bucks for a raw copy and a current raw near mint fair market value of 44 bucks. I like this one, JB. I like it. Oh, yeah. Let me um, download something real quick here. Um, here, number five on the list, ASM number 36, great Art Adams. Uh, what do you have for number four? You know what? I was just, wa- you know, I was just watching this thing on, um, this show. So watch Mojo is the YouTube channel and do like top 20 or top 10. And this Hold is like, on. is t- this something we need to watch or not watch? We need to get the intro right. It's on YouTube. <laughs> it's, um, it, you know, it's just a series of videos they do. It's like the top 20 adult animated, um, uh, comic book films or shows. And this was one of them. Oh, Laura, you're up. Don't all speak at once now. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, I just got a custody. Dang it. All All right. right. I'm up. Number four. (laughs) The max number one from Image 1993. In October, rumors began circulating about a potential max movie in development at Paramount with the Channing Tatum reportedly attached to the project. While no official confirmation has been released, the mere prospect has sparked interest in this book. The Max is an intriguing series with a dedicated fan base. Whether the rumors materialize into a live action adaptation or an animated revival, the anticipation is palpable. An animated version of the Max debuted in the 90s, maintaining the dark and gritty tone of the comic. The possibility of revitalizing the series has enthusiasts in the community on the hunt for a copy before any official confirmation. Fortunately, this book is readily available and budget-friendly. We tracked 30 copies sold recently with a seven-day trend of 159%. A CGC 9.8 copy reached a high sale of $110, while the current raw near-mint fair market value stands at only 3 bucks. Yo, so uh, the max number one, <clears throat> these and this Three animated bucks? series was yeah. so ahead of its time in in terms of animation. When when you see it, it is absolutely incredible. It, it's literally like Sam Keith's pages coming into uh, animated um, series. I mean, I don't know what else to say. And yes, it was a MTV of all places. It was uh, just a weird time, uh, but. Uh, I mean, for each scene, they did like what a different art style. It reminds you a lot of like Across the Spider-Verse, how each character has their own animation style across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But this one is, by the way, Across the Spider-Verse is uh, just on Netflix now. Just hopped on today, matter of fact. So, uh, Tivo, wasn't there something else on HBO that uh, it was dope anime? What was it? Aeon Flux? Was it? Is that yeah, what Aeon it was? Flux was MTV, actually. MTV, MTV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was on MTV. So the Max, number one, coming in number four. All right. Well, well more Swifties for you. <laughs> Are you serious? Come on, man. I that have four three. of these. I'm excited to see this on here. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of these on here. Yeah. Now, these rumors just won't quit. Oh, by the way, Dazzler number one from 1981. These rumors just won't quit. It's not often the comic community witnesses such fervent excitement for a seemingly ordinary book. However, the rumor mill went into overdrive when it was suggested that Taylor Swift might appear as Dazzler in Deadpool 3. This book has become the go-to option for collectors looking to snag a Dazzler key, even though the rumor remains unconfirmed. The community's attention has zeroed in on this book, driving its prices steadily upward with each passing week as the rumor continues to hang in the balance. Interestingly, the book's ascent 
is intertwined with Taylor Swift's real-life achievements as she recently joined the Billionaire Club. This accomplishment has further propelled the aftermarket value of this particular book. We observed 56 copies sold with a seven-day trend of a 91%. Notably, a CGC 9.6 copy reached a high sale of $125, while the current raw near mint fair market value stands at $21. And correct me wrong, this was only released in direct edition. There was no newsstand for this, right? Uh, Dazzle number one, hence the the little diamond shape up there for the, the number and the price. Um, I, I do believe this was a direct stand only. So there were some books back in the eighties that you couldn't get at, they didn't just, you, you only get them from a comic shop. Right. Um, and they were called, that's where the direct edition name comes from because you I know that there get, is a recalled version of this where pay, I have uh, it. advertisement pages, uh, 25 and 26 are, uh, black and white. Black yeah. And white. Yeah. Yeah. Any color. yeah. Yeah. Dazzler number one coming in at number three. Yep. Can't get away with a show without this guy being on here. Right, from Dazzler to Spawn. Okay, at number two, we have Spawn number one. This is from Image, 1992. Spawn is a consistent performer in the aftermarket, and many of you are likely familiar with its recurring presence on our list. However, recent buzz surrounding the character stems from his appearance in the form of a skin in the latest Call of Duty video game. Additionally, the CEO of Bloomhouse Productions has reaffirmed their commitment to delivering the long-anticipated Spawn film. It's slated for release in 2025. The success of Bloomhouse Productions of Five Nights at Freddy's is undoubtedly bolstering, bolstering their efforts and driving sales for this particular book. In our tracking, we've recorded 70 copies sold with a seven-day trend of 87%. A CGC 9.8 copy achieved a high sale of $229, and the current raw near mint fair market value sits at $44. So my kids went and saw Five Nights at Freddy's this past weekend. Every single theater was just packed. It got so many people, and they loved it. Did you see it? Did you see it? Uh, no, no. It is pushing that PG thirteen to like really up there. That's I mean, what Ellie it, said. She's like, I'm surprised that was like not rated R. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I saw an anamorphic uh, fucking Chuck E. Cheese characters coming to fucking hey, TJ with the there you go. I told you it was first edition book. TJ, TJ would know, a, man. He'd buy it in a 9.9 or something like that, man. Uh, but yeah, Bloomhouse is famously known for doing uh, horror films with a small budget. Um, they're not like low what budget else? Films. Give me another example. Oh my god, the con uh the conjuring universe. I think they did the nun. Um, think of any horror film, and Bloomhouse has their name in front of it. It's it's kind of amazing. Um, I think they may have done the new Saw film as well. So they Bloomhouse has got their hand in anything. So Bloomhouse, whoa, um, look at this information getting dropped. Yeah, 20 million dollars to make it, and it's sitting at 200 million and counting. Yeah. yeah, Bloom Mouse is, is, is yeah. I think was it is it James one? No, it's the it's the Bloom brothers or something like that. Jason Bloom and something else are the the born I brother I didn't I don't know. I get confused with all my facts sometimes, but yeah, just next time you see a horror movie, just look at the opening credits and no doubtly there be some type of Bloom House like opening so credit. Spawns in good hands, then you think? I hope so because uh when Todd was originally gonna do it, he was gonna write it and direct it himself, and we're like, oh, no god. No, don't. And he said, Spawn isn't really a character per se, but he's in the background. And we're like, nobody wants to see that. We want to see 
you know, that 90s Spawn movie, but done better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your flowing cape and, you know, Malboja. By the way, I didn't know how to say Malboja and for the longest time until the Spawn like animated series came out. Remember <laughs> Malboja, that character? Uh, who's played that's by, how what? you say it? Holy Mal shit, man. Malboja, yeah, man. I was for the longest time, it's like adamantium. I didn't know how to say that word until I actually heard it on like uh Disney cart on a, an a X Men animated show. All right, so on number two, this is a surprising one for me. I, I never would have guessed this is number one. You know what? I, after reading this, I had no idea about this book. I want a copy of this book and wait till you hear why. You guys ready? At number one, Star Wars Hyperspace Stories, issue number 10, the Tom Fowler regular cover. This book like just came out, I think, right? The Bad Batch is a beloved offshoot based in the Star Wars universe, focusing on a group of clones who differ from their brothers, and they all possess unique skills. It's a Dave Filoni love child and debuted in the Clone Wars before receiving their own series in 2021. Now they're seeing their debut in the comic universe and this book marks their first appearance. Typically, Star Wars-centric first appearances do well in the aftermarket, but with the fandom of the Bad Batches gardenered, this book is seeing heavy aftermarket movement. We tracked 32 copies sold, a seven-day trend of 230% with a high sale of $16 for a raw copy in the current raw near mint fair market value of 12 bucks. Okay, now I'm excited. You were right. Yes. Right. Down yeah. So why is this a uh, bad batch? Uh, first appearance. The bad batch. The bad batch's first appearance. They, finally just, they only appeared. This is, they finally disappeared now. That's kind of crazy. Yes, think now. That, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's just like, like I always said, like whenever these like really popular um, uh, Star Wars characters start appearing in comic books first, those like the first appearance of Grogu or the first appearance of Din Djarin, you know, who is the Mandalorian, you know, those the books, you know, people are going to gobble those up. And sure enough, the Bad Batch came out and, you know, it was a good series. Um, you know, um, you know, if Bad Batch to me isn't quite as good as Clone Wars, but it's up there, you know, or I, I even like Rebels better than Bad Batch, but, you know, it's all good. It's like it's like pizza even bad pizza you're gonna eat well then it's not bad pizza, but... <laughs> all right um make sure you leave a comment after this video post to be in the drawing for thursday's show that jb is going to give away some miss laura's books and for today's show uh we're going to ask you a trivia question and miss laura is going to send you a book that's going to be dropped that's dropping on friday but i want to show you some of my friend noel layton flores's work uh that he just did just for the hell of it wow. uh Absolutely gorgeous work, man. He is the illustrator of Dreamwalker. Look at that. So, uh, uh, Miss Laura, if you guys need a variant cover artist, my man Noel Lane Flores is, is your is your guy. Look at that. I know you I like some vampirilla. Yeah, love it. So the question I have is about uh, if you Let follow our starting line. Let me drop a starting line. Yeah. It's about, you know, if you follow all our Instagrams, like JB says, you know, then you probably know this answer. And I also mentioned it on our show, too. Uh, mm -hmm. ready? Mm -hmm. Who was Laura dressed up for as Halloween? Don't first one to comment. <laughs> Come on, like that, did you? Laura didn't even know I was gonna ask that. I had no idea you're gonna ask. That. Nobody's gonna know that. If you're I even, mentioned, media, I even right? mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yes, oh! Chloe's comic swag. 
Boom. Not only does Chloe's By comic way, swag have a dope fucking comic book collection, but they know Miss Laura dresses. Medusa. Everybody needs to be following Chloe's comic swag. Yes, on definitely IG. one of my favorites. Chloe's and TJ Slapdragon. If you guys like want to know what Chloe's nine eights are, just follow TJ Slapdragon Chloe's uh, comic swag. Yep, they those just, two, you have everything. Anytime like, we do a shaker show and they're like, uh, <laughs> they'll tag me in the post. Yep, got him nine point eight. I'm like, God damn, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, Chloe. Hit up uh, Miss Laura on uh, IG and she'll send you out a book. Yeah, I got um, him. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Laura, any last words? No, I'm so glad Chloe won. That makes me so happy. Uh, yeah, guys, right after this, Comic Book Women's going live and we are covering Dave Stevens. So if you are a Dave uh, Stevens fan, oh, Dave Stevens. Nice. Uh, JB, any last words? Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Tuesdays haven't been my thing, but I'm glad to be back and fill in tonight. Make sure you're back on Thursday because I'm sure the Shakers list is going to be awesome. As always, don't forget, everybody, we had a good time. I'm going to Bird City Comics tomorrow afternoon. Laura was dressed up as, as I don't know. Maybe they're going to dress up as you. Uh, blonde with the red dress, maybe? I don't know, man. Uh, for Laura, JB, uh, our man, uh, Marty, who couldn't make it, and Matt Damon, who couldn't make it, he'll be back on Nick's on Thursday's show. This is Tivo. Uh, keep telling you to... Uh, Keep it in them. Uh, <laughs> keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. See you guys Thursday. <laughs>